Good morning. Good evening. Good whenever. It's beer o'clock, and it's time for Gav to pour the beer. And Gav is pouring the beer. And it's also time for Drunken Time Travel. This week, we've been thinking that we really should stop saying it. We've been thinking we really should think about something to think about. Yes. That's, have you got anything to think about this week while we're here? I've been thinking about how promising the new Doctor is. The new new Doctor? The new new Doctor, yeah. Yes. Which we've seen one episode of. Yes. And by the time this goes out... Four episodes. Four have regenerated by then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, I, I quite like him as well. He's obviously taking the uh, Tony Stark bit of a bastard Iron Man route to uh, being Doctor Who. Yeah, can only be the best thing ever. Anyway, on my left, a man who was born from the ashes of the Phoenix. It's the legend that is Irish Gaff. Is that the US state or, or the bird? The bird. The bird. Mm. Mm. Mythical bird. Mythical bird. The, the, oh, I see. Phoenix from the ashes of fire inferno. Mm. There's like a link there. I always try for a link. Do you always try for a link? I always do. I like that. To my right, a man who finds himself leaping from life to life, striving to put right what once went wrong, and hoping that each time his next leap will be the leap home. It's English Gav. I see what you did there. Do like, you? Yeah. I, I, the alternate. The alternate. Yeah. yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> As if I always meant it. Our official Tedious Link beer, which we did mean, mm-hmm. is by the uh, Brewers Wild Beer. Brewers, I said. Yes. Wild Beer Burning Sky. And, and Good George. Good George. Do you want to tell the uh, ladies and gentlemen what it's called? Yes, the beer is called Schnoodlepip. It is called Schnoodlepip. Is that not an awesomely named beer? <laughs> I want to order some Schnoodlepip in the bar. And uh, we'll tell you all about the beer. It does smell very nice. A little I'll later in the show. Yes. Stop, stop spoiling it for them now. Um, yes. So, before that, we have a synopsis. Yes, by me. I I kindly supplied the synopsis for this episode. So, so take it away, Monsieur Le Synopsis. Episode 1. Happy Gilmore. At a drilling facility where they've decided to drill through the Earth's crust, the Earth's crust the hard way, a fault has developed and drilling stopped. Professor Stallman, however, isn't happy about this and wants drilling to continue. Even if there isn't a drill, or it starts oozing snot, which actually happens, and the engineer gets drill snot on it. Stallman increases drilling rate to make up for the lost time, and a homeless brigadier moves into his new office at the drilling station, so he can play Cluedo. An engineer has been bashed with a wrench in the conservatory. Starman, not happy with having one thing to be unhappy about, goes looking for more things to be unhappy about, which he finds in the form of Sir Keith apparently hiring everyone he sees as consultants, including the Doctor, 
who when playing with his TARDIS console gets sent into limbo or something, but Liz manages to pull him back out. The Doctor wants another go. The drill snot engineer turns into a werewolf and presumably, to the delight of Professor Starman, pushes the drill to maximum speed, which sets off the warning alarm and then he turns up in the operations room. The moral of this story, keep up your mortgage repayments or you may have to live in various offices. Episode 2 A Kent Werewolf in Kent The doctor tries to talk, Jules not engineer Slocum down, but a unit member gets into a fight with him and dies, but manages, but manages to shoot him. More werewolves appear and die, and Starman demands more speed. For some strange reason I can't figure out, the drill heats up and Starman ignores the readings on the computer because he knows better. The Doctor, tired with trying to make him see sense, fucks off back to his garage to play with his TARDIS. Liz discovers someone's been using extra power somewhere and rushes back to the garage just in time to see the Doctor dematerialise. The moral of this story is, if you don't like your current story arc, fuck off in your TARDIS. Episode 3 Sliding Doors The Doctor wakes up in his garage and goes for a drive with Bessie, but gets shot at by Benton and the rest of the alternate universe unit, who are just as useless. After hiding in a bin, he bumps into Dark Headless, who captures him and takes him to see Brig Fury. Doc tries to explain about parallel universes, but nobody believes him. Pump number two then starts leaking snot, and the doctor tries to fix the broken computer, but Benton threatens to shoot him instead. And the moral of this story is, you can't escape your current story. Episode 4, Papillon Darkhead Liz appears and lets the doctor fix the computer, and suggests creating... <coughs> and the doctor suggests creating a reverse vortex when Starman appears to complain about the Jillsbeak. As a reward, the Doctor is then interrogated, but he reveals Starman has been infected by the drill snow. But nobody cares. So the Doctor is thrown into a cell, next to a snot-infected cellmate. Meanwhile, in the 616, accelerated drilling is still going ahead, and Starman is still pissed at the Health and Safety Department. Back on Earth 2, the Doctor escapes using his bed like a shield of steel. Disguising himself in a radiation suit, he tries to stop the drilling from breaking through the crust and unleashing forces they don't even know exist, but the big fury stops him. The moral of this is, not even your supersonic radar can help you in another dimension. Episode 5 Melancholia The drill breaks through the crust and there's an explosion. Starman wants to go in to fix the borehole without protection, but eventually does and locks himself in there. Who says that's weird? Doctor says that no known substance on Earth can contain the powers of the Earth's core, and this world is now doomed. Then a werewolf breaks in and they beat it with cold. The Doctor says he could use the TARDIS to save the 616, and uses the last of its power to jump two seconds into the future. He just needs more power. Remember Starman, the crazy infected guy that went to the borehole without protection? He asks everyone to let him out. Pretty reasonable request. The Doctor doesn't think so, but Brick Fury does so, lets him out, and a pack of werewolves attack. So the Doctor steals the drill head again, and Benton transforms. 
They barricade themselves into a room, but the doctor has a plan to get them out. The moral of the story is, always use protection when going to a borehole. Episode 6 Warm Bodies Over in the 616, Brig is looking for Sir Keith, who has been ordered away by Stalman. Sutton visits Liz. He thinks the doctor has blown himself up and everyone's covering it up. Starman still thinks he's right about the drilling. The big plan the doctor had is to use the fire hydrants and drill coolant holes to fight off the werewolves with cold. Starman attacks and Brig Fury uses the cold on him. Too much cold and runs out of cold. Luckily Sutton has got to the hose in time and uses lots of cold on everyone. They get the TARDIS hooked up to the reactor and Brig Fury holds the doctor at gunpoint telling him to take him with him but Liz shoots him and lets him go alone. Then a wall of lava sweeps over the garage. Killing everyone. <laughs> the moral of this story is, wrap up warm, you never know when someone might attack you with fire hydrants. Fire hydrants? Hmm. Not fire extinguishers. That's what I meant. But I'm sticking with hydrants. Just because. Seven. While you were sleeping. Finally back in the 616, the Doctor had returned. Everything's calm, apart from Starman, who's got a headache. And the best-known cure for a headache is to order an increase in drilling speed. Why isn't it just at max already? The Doctor briefly awakens from his coma to say Pipe 2 has burst and they need to reverse all systems. Ha! Has he forgot about Starman? Liz gets the drill stopped, but Starman starts it again. The Doctor finally awakens and runs to the control centre while Starman locks himself in the drill head and smears drill snot all over his face and transforms. Then he comes out but is neutralised immediately and all drilling is shut down again. Apart from his knot, Starman sabotages the controls and there's only 50 seconds left till they break through. But the Doctor fixes it with 34 seconds to spare and the Brig wants to have a stretcher party to celebrate. The end. The moral of this story is, if you want something doing, wake up from a coma and do it yourself. Discussion. Thank you started. for that thrilling synopsis. You are welcome. I spent hours upon it. I'm sure you did. I bloody well did. Um... So yeah, the, oh, the this was the the one with the alternate universe, as its friend's title would be. Although unlike Star Trek, its alternate universe has no beards. Ah, yes, because the Star Trek one, uh, they all have beards. Isn't they? It, well, yeah. Yeah. The evil people have beards, apparently. But this one, Stalin mm. and the Brigadier did not have mm. beards or moustaches. No, he just had an eye patch. He had an eye patch, yes. Uh, but I do mm. like that Stalman's a twat in both universes. Yes. I'm not sure that it's a different Stalman. I think he hitched a ride with him. And shaved. It, it was just a stowaway. And shaved all the way. Yeah, why not? En route, as they say. Because mm. there was no discernible difference. It was a complete twat in whichever universe it was in. Well, yeah, just a twat or a twat with, with uh, sunglasses on. Apparently. <laughs> Which one might say. A twat or a cool twat. 
Who might say wearing sunglasses inside makes you a twat in the first place? Or you have a legitimate uh, medical reason. Since when do you ever say, or oh, you have a legitimate medical reason? Since now. If if you had like some kind of doll that you could that, that was like based on you and you pulled the string out the back, it would never say, or oh, you have a legitimate medical reason. It would now. Version two would say. It would say, where's the beer? I have a legitimate medical <laughs> reason. <laughs> and may the Schwartz be with you. Also, um, in this alternate universe, uh, the Greg and the PA are vaguely nice, along with the normal universe. So it's not it's not <clears> your <throat> usual bizarro universe where everything up is down, white <clears throat> is black. Yeah. Where the alternate universe Dogs is the opposite. Together. Yeah. But still, we do have all the same exact characters. Massive difference in history, but uh, all the same characters are still in the same place. Yeah, doing the same right. job. They, they just act a bit differently doing it. Probably the biggest difference would be the Brigadier. Or the yeah. gay leader. Yeah. But then, if you're gonna have a if you're director gonna, fury, if you're gonna have your eye out, then obviously you're gonna turn into a bit of a cunt. Yeah, it depends how you have it out. I think if you had it out in a happy way, you know what I'm gonna ask now, don't you? <laughs> yeah. How do you have your eye out in a happy way? <laughs> if you're laughing so hard. Oh, it pops out. And it pops out. <laughs> <laughs> and then you go, oh, look at the eyes falling out. You know the first scene we see of him, he's he's like, uh, apparently he's in his chair, and he turns, swivels around, and he's seen with the eye patch. Yeah. Apparently, uh, Nicholas Courtney, like, telling the story, like, at every convention, the first time he did that, he turned around, and everyone else was wearing an eye patch as well. Just, I, I feel obliged to tell that story. <laughs> but uh, that's the reason why it was a tribute to him. You know, when mm. that Doctor Who story uh, was the end of five or six, where they're all wearing eye patches. That was like a tribute to the uh, Brigadier. I can't remember. They were wearing the eye patch. The the silence people and they had to wear eye patches so they weren't oh, sucked yeah. into the alternate timeline where everything's happening at five past five or whatever. Yeah, oh. I remember that one. But I just <laughs> remembered when we go back to the uh, the eye falling out that bit that we did a while ago. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> We had a thing was uh, somebody finding something funny and was oh look my arms falling off. Oh no, that was that off. was that was uh, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Mistress Polly, my arms falling off. I can't remember why. Yeah. I think he, he think he got out of the TARDIS and uh, the atmosphere was all bad or something. Just reminded me about that. Isn't it? So are you saying that in this alternate reality, the evil. Uh, alternate reality doctor took the brigadier to this planet with Ben and their eyes and norms fell off. <laughs> yes. It's all links. 
Also, the thing about the Doctor was uh, he was saying to the alternate universe people, you'll all die. He was basically just saying mm. this, you'll all die, but smug versions of yourselves will survive. Mm. So, you know, think about that when you're choking on uh, on brimstone. Yeah, I, are you ever going to be happy being told that <laughs> you're going to die, but an alternate version of you, of you will live? Because, yeah, fuck them, I want to live. I don't care about somebody else, it's not me. This is me. Maybe you. Maybe, maybe it's not you. But it is me. Ah, but is it? Yeah. Um, I am me. Are you you? I think so. <laughs> See, within seconds you don't know anymore. Who am I if I'm not me? Am I you? Someone else. Well, I want that someone else to live. What? Because that someone else thinks is me. Or I think I'm someone else. Well, it depends. I mean, if they have a better job and, you know, a better life than me... Fuck them. No, yeah. But if they're a bit worse than me, then, yeah, yeah, I'm sure I want them to live. Well, let them live as well. I I just want to go up as well. Take me alone. We'll both live. Yeah, but that that was the thing. The doctor says he can't take them because it's something to do with travelling through parallel timelines or something. And uh, also, you're all dicks. (laughs) (laughs) So that's why I can't take you. <laughs> and also, <laughs> what was that, Doctor? I've, I've something about the time vortex. Can't do it. Also, it yeah. was very threads-like at the end. I don't know if anyone knows what I'm talking about there, but there's the well, probably not many. But well, we watched yeah. it recently, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. The it's, it's not really post-apocalyptic, but something. Yeah. It was based in one of our local towns, Sheffield, just after a, a nuclear bomb's gone off. Yeah. £4.50 worth of damage was done. But yeah, just a survival story of people living in the aftermath of a nuclear blast. It was like a romantic comedy. Yes, very much so. Yes. There was much laughter and no way crying. There was much (laughs) laughter. In fact, it was like uh, Russ Abbott's laughter hour, I believe. (laughs) There was much crying in that as well, as as I recall. But yeah, it was quite bleak. But just towards the end, when you saw the end of the alternate reality, it just seemed a bit like that to me. Yeah, there's explosions coming all over the place and then just the drifting of lava towards the impending doom complete end of world scenario from I don't know why they just didn't shut the door because <laughs> that obviously stopped lava always <laughs> yeah it'll stop it longer than leaving it open <laughs> would you just leave the door would I leave it? no probably not I I would certainly take the welcome mat in. You know, don't want that. Yeah. Don't want the lava getting the idea that it can mm. just come in. Yeah. Treat it like a vampire. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Lava is not welcome in. Lava is a lot like a vampire. Is it afraid of garlic? It's. Yes. You can't spit lava through the heart. No. And neither does it give the love a bad name. Doesn't it? No. Okay. <laughs> Can't quite get that one. 
straight through the heart and ah. you're to blame. Yes, there it is. One thing I did uh, notice, though, about uh, the alternate reality. Yes. They just seem to have a lack of emotion or reactions. When the Doctor first met Liz, for example, she just uh, just stared blank-faced for as long as possible. Then. She just had her collagen implants. That could be it. Maybe it's mandatory requirement. Well, the the brigade leader has more than made up for anyone's lack of emotions. His emotion, I believe it was called shouting. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, he he did settle into that, yes. But I just think most of them just seem to, or at least on first appearance, this seemed to have a lack of emotion. Or acting. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they were told to be subdued in the alternate uh, reality. And there was no cracking, there's no positive emotions, I'll give you that. Uh, the, uh, the, I can't remember his name now. Brad. Greg. Greg. Greg, what's his name? Brad yeah, Goodman, yeah. 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 <laughs> he did. He was. Uh, what, what was his good emotion then? Amorous. <laughs> Amorous. <laughs> Ormus. <laughs> yeah, that one. Mm. What was his? Uh, what? Weren't he? He wasn't entirely negative or anything, was he? He, was, he actually fought with against the brigadier. The brigade leader. Brigade leader. <laughs> the brigade leader. Ah, brigade leader. <laughs> we made it last. I see your. I have your eye. Um. Y- yes. Well, I'm. I'm but Liz did eventually as well. She kind of did. I think she was just fed up with the brigade leader. <laughs> And just shut him out. I don't care about your daughter, he's just fucking annoying me. Now I want to hear the song Living La Vida Loca, sung to Brigada Leader. Right, well. I will. I have two words and so then far. get someone to sing it. <laughs> Do I need more than two words? Probably. I'm, I'm written in for a song, yes. Uh, well, not necessarily. Yeah. See, True Unlimited, for example. Mm. There was a whole rap in that. They didn't do that. They were like, we could sit, we could, we could say more words, but what we'll do is we'll just grab some guy and he can like speak words, and we'll just say no a lot of the time. He was too unlimited, then. He was too unlimited. Well, he was part of. Right, right, so what happened? He was part of two of them. No, I have to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> Before. <laughs> do, do the two of them and two unlimited, do they do the chorus bit, but when the rap comes along, do they merge Transformer like and become two unlimited? <laughs> Probably not. No. I, I might have had some kind of respect for them then. If they were actual Transformer superheroes, I think. <laughs> Hey, tell you what, you would, you, you, 
You would actually save you'd <laughs> save yourself from an alternate reality if you said, right, your 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 version in the alternate reality is a transformer superhero and you'd be like, Well okay then, I'll let them live. I'd want to meet them first though. <laughs> So you can decide. <laughs> it might be an evil transformer superhero. Are you saying you'd want to set up an interview? <laughs> yeah. What would you ask your transformer superhero uh, applicant? Are you evil? <laughs> <laughs> right. What happens if one of them can only lie and the other one tells the truth? How would you find that out? If I asked the other one <laughs> if you was the evil. Other one. Yeah. <laughs> if you was evil, right? Would you kill me? Uh, yes. <laughs> uh yeah. So, um if there are any um evil or good uh Transformer superhero versions of myself or Gav do feel free to get in touch. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll uh, sort of interview. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll decide if I'll let you live or not. Yeah. Well, for mine as well. Yeah. Have I, have Unless I, you want to decide, though. I can't be bothered. Yeah, I'll do it Okay, cool. I don't mind taking the responsibility. Mm. Basically, whoever paid me most is going to win. That would, that would certainly change Transformers. Or whoever gets me the best beer. Well, that's why we're deciding. If he's coming over with some wicked Transformer beer, I've you've, you've got I've a job on. I've seen Transformer beer. I've seen Transformer beer. <laughs> what does it transform from? I don't know. No, I've just seen like like the logo. It was in some bar, <laughs> and I had uh, I can't remember what it was called. But yeah, there is such a thing as Transformer beer. Cool. I don't know if it does a wrap or not, but obviously I'll get to the bottom of that at some point. Uh, the can't be watched this about drilling. Then you mentioned about mm -hmm. they're drilling the the hard way. Yeah. As it, do you mean the movie The Hard Way with Michael J. Fox? Were they drilling that? No. Okay. What is drilling the hard way then? Well, essentially... The, the, Howard's the, way? Is that the, what it is? They're drilling through land, basically. Yes, so what you're saying... <laughs> Kent, to be example. <laughs> what you're yeah. saying is All they should drill where the crust is, in fact... Quite thin, i.e. the sea. But that does present problems, though. I.e. Mm. the sea. <laughs> we know how to combat those problems, though. We know how to combat the sea. <laughs> As discussed in the previous science episode. Was it the previous one? It was a previous one. It was a Um But in in the real world of which we live, there there have been several attempts to drill through the crust. And I don't think were any of them at sea. I've not recently looked into all the attempts. And do you really need to drill it where the sea is to be where the crust is 
Just be a little bit. Yeah, I was trying to think of other way. Well, if you can get like twenty thousand kilometers head start, not having to drill through. Okay, so you're saying to drill it in the sea, specifically the Marianas Trench, is that what you're saying? That would be the best, yeah. So, <laughs> okay, two things. <laughs> you're saying in the sea. That would be quite hard, though. On, on where the pressure is, in fact, massive. Reach a compromise. And, and you're saying they're drilling the hard way? I can't remember. There is. Uh, really, them, most super deep drilling is done at sea, I think. One is. of them was uh, Operation Mohole. Mohole or something, wasn't it? Mm. That, that, was, that was, in fact, where this story actually got its start from. Yeah. It was, yeah. With you doing research. Um, but I don't think that. I think that was in America somewhere, wasn't it? I think that was, actually. And I know, know there was one in Russia. And I can tell you that the one thing that links America and Russia is is, is not spacecraft landings. Is there is, is there uh, non-seeness? But moving on then, yeah, to the uh, drill, how it was powered. It seems to be <laughs> the control panel seemed to be Tetris. Yes, basically. <laughs> I want to power something by Tetris. I'd be quite good at that. I tell you, if you work there at the end of every day, you'd have that fucking Tetris theme in your head. I'm sure you can mute it. No, even if you were just, like, even if there was no sound yeah. and you were just doing it silently, you would still have it in your head. Would a bad day at work just be constantly getting those weird... Lightning shed blocks. Yeah, what the fuck's that about? Give me a fucking straight one at least. Or a square. Something useful. I can't do anything with these fucking things. Oh, uh, what was your day on Oh, it was awful. Oh, those fucking lightning things again. <laughs> of course, you know, there's going to be, I mean, Tetris have got the the uh, monopoly down on how to control drilling, but you know, yeah. but you know, Sega are going to have like some kind of knockoff drilling equipment called columns, don't you? Oh, rivals! Uh, fracking guys. Yes. What about fracking Uh Is is it science time? It can be, but why did he bring fracking up? Because it says fracking. Because <laughs> <laughs> it says fracking there on the notes card. Because <laughs> you wanted me to bring it up. Uh, I brought it up because it's very similar to drilling. How's that? Um, why didn't they use fracking? Well, well to drill through the earth? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Because you were whinging at them earlier to using the hard way. I could imagine fracking would have been even harder. Explain to the ladies and gentlemen at home who fracking is. Who <laughs> fracking is? Fracking is the man. Okay. Is he the man that brings presents to children at Christmas? He, yes. 
But when he's not doing the Christmas thing, and, and the entomology is entomology the rest is of from, the year. Is from Franz King. Yeah, the rest of the year he drills down into rocks, and then pisses into the rocks <laughs> <laughs> and makes them explode. Okay, is that what fracking is? Obviously not, but is that analogy <laughs> accurate for fracking? Pretty much. What? And they're trying to find some kind of gas, aren't they? Shale's gas. Yeah. Ah, you see, I know stuff. Essentially, you you drill down into a rock and then you inject it with a high-pressure water liquid, which explodes the rock and releases the gas. And then you capture the gas. Well, you see, the problem is we're running out of gas very quickly. Well... So we need, and because we're a heavily gas dependent world at the minute, we and oil dependent, but but we're not running out of oil, so it's fine. Yeah, but because we're also at the minute very dependent on gas, and we're running out of it, we need to find an alternate source. And fracking is another way to get some more gas to keep us going. Is it, is it safe, huh? The science behind fracking is very well understood and safe. We know how to do it safely. There is absolutely do, no problems do, with it. Do, do we do it safely? The problem comes in uh, legislation and stuff and companies doing it on the cheap and not following all the safety guidelines. Does it cause earthquakes? I suppose it could, if done incorrectly. And there are also fears of it releasing unknown gases into the water table, which, again, is something, if done correctly, we can 100% avoid it safely, but... I did listen to something... But when companies don't give a shit... It was that Jim Alkali... Yeah, it's lack of legislation. ...thing where he talked to a woman about fracking... Yeah. I don't know if you've heard. Yes, I've actually heard that one, yeah. Where fracking. She said it did cause an earthquake, but it's, it was likely that that earthquake was going to happen anyway. It's just mm. brought forward by a period of time. Like, mm. not, yeah. not millions of years, then. Yeah, the earthquake was likely to happen anyway, regardless of whether fracking took place or not. But it's, uh, the science behind it is sound. We can do it safely. We just don't bother to do it safely. We just need somebody to tell them to do it safely. Or to make sure they do it safely. I'm sure the companies involved do try to do it safely, but I'm sure they try and cut costs as well, where they can. Like everything else. Yeah. That was science time with uh, English. We got to finish that? Yeah. Good. Okay. See with the drilling thing where apparently drilling into the Earth's crust releases drill snot and turns people into werewolves. Yes. Why didn't that happen in Dalek Invasion of Earth? Well, the drill snot. The drill snot and Daleks with beards... And hair and, you know, 
I don't know where the jewel snot came from. Where, where, where what Daleks? Was? Why what? weren't? Didn't we have where Daleks? More importantly, I don't know because that would have been cool. Would it be where? No, it'd be Dalek walls. <laughs> where? Yeah, where Daleks know. would have been? Uh, would be the half human, half Dalek hybrids. Which we, no one wants, to be honest with you. But Daleks that are almost wolves, that would be interesting. Not that you'd be able to see them, because they're stuck inside their casing. No, the whole Dalek would turn into them. No, in fact, what would be awesome would, is... The hair would start protruding out made, of the... Uh, what would have made chance. Buffy infinitely better is if Oz, instead of being a werewolf, turned into a Dalek whenever the moon came up. <laughs> Yeah, and that's the weird Alec. Yeah, that's a weird Alec. Apparently. Yeah, that is a weird Alec, yeah. That would have been cool. That would have fucked Buffy right up. I don't know how to deal with a weird Alec. Besides running upstairs. Don't, don't make a joke. It depends which incarnation it was. Classic series. Yeah, so. No, no, Remembers of the Daleks. The, the Daleks well, could, could uh, go upstairs, and that's in the classic series. You fell into well, my trap. Well, if you're talking about the entirety of the classic series, then yes. I'm always talking about the entirety of the classic series. But there were some classic series Daleks that couldn't go upstairs. There were. They weren't around for long. But that, that's obviously the rubbish. Obviously that was Daleks to you. Oh, I just had an amazing idea. What? I was watching the Peep Show the other night. And now I've thought of, like, Peep Show, but with Dalek Steve, and, and from his point of view all the time. <laughs> Would that not be amazing? Yes. <laughs> Davos could be shouting at him, and it'd be like, oh, he's shouting at me now. <laughs> <laughs> and instead of, the, yeah, it would just be awesome. <laughs> Uh, but we should move on. Let's move on to Greg Sutton. And uh, the fact he had it in the 616 universe, he mm. had his uh, coat on all the way through. Mm. Was it, Was he not staying? Did he, you know... He was... Was he cold? I think he was anticipating pulling at any minute, so he's already ready. So what you're saying is, he's got his coat gloves. Yeah, <laughs> but who was he? Who was he anticipating on uh, on 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 pulling? Would that be the, the delectable Petra? It would be yes, as he regularly was it regular? It did, yeah. He did try to pick her up in the in the regular universe. <laughs> yes. In the six one six. But in the in the alternate universe, he didn't work. He had like a. Suit and tie. So he's already already improved in the evil universe. Maybe he's already pulled. Ah, you see. Mm. So he's taken his coat off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so the thing with him is he just went with the whole <coughs> uh, fire extinguisher as a weapon. Well, the doctor talked sense. But the doctor didn't even say anything. He, the first time he did it, um, okay. The doctor just picked up the fire extinguisher and started using it on one of the werewolves. 
and Mr. Sutton just followed him and did the same. Because it was obviously way. And then, did he, did and he then he did say he was defeated guy by the cold. Is insane. What is he doing? Well, if somebody was squirting a fire extinguisher at me, I'd probably go in the other direction. Yeah, so it doesn't necessarily mean it works. It worked in the sense it got me to go in the other direction. <laughs> I will have to remember that. <laughs> <laughs> but we're supposed to be doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. Yeah, I, I, the the only other thing that I can remember about Petra was she they had the one scene where she made uh, the brigadier fury uh, sort of cry by spouting science at him and calling him a bully, and he ran away. She's had a go at me. <laughs> You didn't know what to do then, you <laughs> Oh, yeah, I, I can only do so much. There's only so much you can do with signs. Stop being a bully. <laughs> <laughs> and he went, oh. I did find that amusing. And then, uh, <clears throat> moving on to the, what they call them, the primates? They didn't call them that in the show. Uh, that, was, that was extracurricular... Activity? Yeah. What? I, I read it. Yeah, I read that on Tardis Week and I thought, who the fuck are they? Are they the werewolves? They're the werewolves. <laughs> Under the werewolves. And they turned into werewolves because, as we discussed it, the uh, mm-hmm. drill snot. Yeah. As I will forever call it now. Uh, yeah, because people looked at the drill snot and thought, hmm, I'm going to touch that. <laughs> That's something I don't know what is. How can I find out what it is? <laughs> or as Professor Stallman did at one point later in the show, he rubbed it all over his face. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of the drill snot in Ghostbusters 2, if you mm. recall that. The slime uh, that made uh, people cross. Yes, I, re- I recall the Ghostbusters snot, yeah. yeah. Always snot. They did seem to like the uh, old dry ice. It was like a a, uh, 80s pop music video at one point. In fact, it was almost like uh, Thriller. What with the werewolves. Mm. I see what you mean. I mean many things. And also Michael Jackson in the background. Was he in the background? Probably one. (laughs) Probably. He was live, so he should have been. Um, but oh, but why are they uh, like they're like heat zombies, right? Yeah. So why are they hairy? It's like saying, "Why are we hairy?" They weren't that hairy. We okay. we have residual hair. They were hairier than us. They were hairy. They were hairier than humans generally are. Yes. Why? 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 I don't what know. What evolutionary reason could there be? For we're zombies to be hairy. (laughs) We're zombies that like the heat. I don't know. Maybe. That was was another science uh, time. Maybe because they're zombies, they're dead. They don't have blood circulation or anything, so they need to retain as much heat as possible, and that's why they're hairy. Ah, they're cold-blooded, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Interesting. That almost makes sense. Thanks for that. You're welcome. 
you should hurry up and write a novel with Gary Russell. It'll make so much sense. Um, yes. So Starman we've mentioned. Um, yeah, he, he's he's a delightful person. Ah, oh, yes, he's the uh, the evil person in both realities. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's cheery until he mm. turns up. He's, he's he's a very happy guy. He's he's perfectly pleased with how the place is running. He has no complaints whatsoever. But people have died. It's not his fault. He only runs the place. <laughs> so he's your typical boss. Yeah. <laughs> it it did get called up on that though, didn't it? Being somebody that's oh, not my fault. It's not my responsibility. I just run the place. And then he had to go at somebody later on for uh, inferring responsibility upon him. Inferring or implying? Exploding. Um. Yeah, there was a good bit. <coughs> Are you turning into a werewolf? Yeah. I I I touched the green snow. But yeah, uh, the Stalman said uh, he doesn't like uh, the consultants. Uh, they're a waste of time and money. And then the doctor turned up. Uh, he saved him time and money. And he was like, So what you're saying is, he's you somebody's son. Therefore, I will forever see him as you somebody's son. No. Yes, and he wants everything to be done as quickly as possible. Is he in a hurry to be somewhere? I think he must be. Does he just want the episode over with as quickly as possible? That <laughs> <laughs> could be. He might have a date. Seven episodes. Oh, no, he can cut us down to five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's fucked off to another reality. Jesus Christ. Oh, it's going to be another three he's at least. He's fucking drag that out in another <laughs> bastard. <laughs> <laughs> ah. So, what he did is he went to the alternate reality as well. That's why the characters yeah. are so similar. Yeah. To try and <laughs> cut that down. Yeah. I never realised how meta this was. Stalling. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you're listening to Drunken Time Travel. It's quarter past the hour. It's time for the Drunken Time Travel be an interlude. Hi there. Hello. Welcome to the beer pod. Uh, yes, we're drinking this beer because one of the brewers is Burning Sky. Yes. That's like Inferno, sort of. But yes, this this beer. Done by three different brewers, Schnoodle Pip. Um, contains pink pepper, passion fruit, and hibiscus. Indeed. Don't think it actually contains barrels, does it? I don't know what the barrels are first. I'm, I'm, sh- I'm going to assume that that is a type of hop. Perhaps it's the four month aging process it refers to. I don't know. But I really like it. Yes, as a sour beer, this is definitely the nicest sour beer I've ever had. Which is quite weird, considering we both said before we even tasted mm. it, 
that the, weren't basically because I knew it was a sour beer and I thought, well, how in hell can a sour beer ever get a seal of approval? Well, I looked at the back and it says three brewers, three nationalities, and six mm-hmm. ideas. And I just thought, uh, too many broths spoiled the uh, chefs. But it, it tastes more like a lambic than a sour beer. It's not too sour, it's just yeah. quite, uh, quite tart. It's very grapefruit. It's a nice, sweet grapefruit. Yeah, it's not your usual grapefruity type mm. beer. Uh, not, I would not be a miss of Aviano Louise. Mm. Pink peppercorns give a gentle, sweet spiciness. I don't really get the gentle, sweet spiciness. I get the gentle, sweet, but not the spiciness. Yeah, I'm not getting the spiciness. Yeah, the barrels, I think, refers to the wood aging in French red wine barrels for three months. I think I can get a gentle kick of pepper there, but I won't call it spiciness. No, but then we... Oh, mm, yeah, I get a uh, aroma of that. But we wouldn't call that spicy. We wouldn't call pepper <laughs> spicy, would we? No. <laughs> but yeah, I really like it. Just... Yeah, it's another good beer from that brewery. Oh, well, in conjunction with well, another two breweries. Yeah. We haven't really had it. I still continue to be impressed by the Wild Beer Company. But we haven't had any from the other two, have we? No. Yet on this podcast. I've not seen anything from, what is it? Something George? Mm-hmm. Uh, good George. I've never heard of them before. I have seen beers from Burning Sky, but I've never had any. Which always a New Zealand one, so it's hardly surprising. Yeah. It's probably a good enough reason why. Yeah. But we don't really hear much about Antipodean beers now, do we? Other than Foster's, which is made here. Well, I'm certainly willing to give it a sticker. I concur. Rather surprisingly, I didn't think... Going in, we would. What? Highly recommend. 6.5% ABV. Contains pink peppercorns, passion fruit, and hibiscus flowers. And love. And dead feet. And eye patches. So, the doctor. He has a garage door opener. Yes. Good for him. A sonic doorknob. Which apparently is cutting age... Cutting age? Cutting age technology. But when he's in the alternate universe, he has to open the door like a schmuck. With his hands and everything. Oh, it's just Mm. demeaning for him, I'm sure. He couldn't even click his fingers on. He kind of likes computers again. He goes through like complaining about computers, liking them, and you know, in, in waves. But in this one, he seemed to be obsessed with everyone listening to the computer. I think if it serves his purpose. Well, it's, but then he did say, didn't he, um, something about if you've got a tool, it would be foolish not to use it. Which I think is what Sutton said to Petra at one point. <laughs> Good shot, line there, Gav, if you want to use them. I'll try it out tomorrow. Um, I'm staying at home tomorrow. 
t- tried out in the mirror yeah. in a uh, taxi driver kind of way. <laughs> the doctor was also tortured. Mm. Well, by somebody's smashing a long penis face. No, 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 that would make more sense. No, uh, someone just shone a light in his face, mm. and uh, oh yeah, he didn't seem to like that at all. Yeah. It, was, it was reeling from the light. Maybe he's light sensitive. Maybe the light was entangled. For Maybe people. it was the brigadier's face. Maybe the light was shone in the brigadier's face. Mm. No, he didn't like the brigadier's face. Ah. It was getting close. Or it was his eye patch. Maybe it's his breath. He didn't like the brigadier's breath. That's what I think it was. Is that what the deep breath in the uh, new series title is referring to? That's the name of the episode. Yeah, I know. Okay. Um, I can't think of any other reason why we're called deep breath. Because, because, uh, what, well, the actual reason? Yeah. Because you yeah. have to hold her breath. Ah, yes. It didn't do much, though, did it? Yeah. Not holding her breath? Yeah. yeah. She's a bit rubbish, though, isn't she? Yeah. But she's actually quite good in this one. We're talking about this one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Moving back. <laughs> Moving back into reality. This reality, not the... Uh, yeah. yeah, you'll have to wait uh, several years before we get to that one. Yeah. Many, many years. It's quite annoying because I recently thought about a good joke for the Fifth Doctor one, but uh, it'd be years before we get to that You forgot it. Yeah, what what if he regenerated whilst on Earth too? And then when he got back to normal reality it was a completely different doctor. What looks wise or, or personality? New appearance, the fourth doctor. When he got back to the six one six. I'll just screw with everybody's heads. <laughs> so so he'd be like entangled photons, is that what you're saying? Um <laughs> I'm drunk. That's fine, it's fine. But moving back on towards the past yeah, again. He he was running about a hell of a lot of stuff. He is a bit of an action doctor, isn't he? Mm. Um yeah. Especially in this episode he was. Well he's got his car and he, he's up up on heights and everything. Mm. Uh, fighting on rules. And then he did his uh, karate. Yes, which was Venusian karate. Yeah, which was which was originally called Felsian karate. F e l t i a n. Can't imagine why the name of that was changed. No. Yeah. Can't imagine at all. <laughs> I'm going to use my fellatio karate on you. You're what? <laughs> Isn't that what Greg said? <laughs> Greg said a lot of things. Another weird thing was at the end, when he was unconscious in that coma thing, mm. instead of taking him to the sick bay... Do they have a sick bay? They mentioned the sick bay. No. At the, no. Of, the, uh, of the drilling place. They brought the, be- brought the beds to his garage. Maybe they haven't built the set for a sick bay yet. <laughs> Which just seemed a bit weird. <laughs> I mean, what would happen in reality if that happened? You know, 
if you if you break your leg or whatever, you go to hospital. But now they just bring a bed to you. <laughs> I, 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 I like that. That's good service. You break your leg at home, they'll yeah. come and bring a bed to you. Okay, what happens if you if you get run over on the street? They'll just bring a bed to the street. Yeah. Could you, that, that, that logistical nightmare on its own is just awful. Well, they will you, well, they will you to the nearest house, obviously. If they're going to bring a bed to the street, they might as well bring another couple because they're going to need them very shortly. <laughs> Maybe they do. But yeah, the reason I'm assuming is they didn't want to have to build another set. <laughs> well, the, they were using green screens, so they could have green screened the same. They would have had to create a set from somewhere. They could have just done it in the doorway of the garage. Which is probably why they just thought, let's just use the garage. <laughs> and hope no one notices. Because we bring beds all the time. We bring beds all the time, what are you talking about? <laughs> Which brings us rather neatly onto... See, if I say it's neatly, people won't, won't say... How does that bring it neatly onto anyone? Um, and rather neatly onto Lid's Shaw. In her last appearance, which you didn't realise. No, didn't. Mainly because they didn't actually say... Because she hasn't touched all left yet. Yeah. She's still there. I saw her in the last episode. She's still there. She's still there. Haven't said anything yet. But yeah, but she got rid of because she was too intelligent slash sophisticated. Stroke boring. Stroke boring. I could agree with that. But I'll tell you what. What? The... The alternate reality, Liz, was far more interesting. Yes, she was. I would have been quite happy if she had travelled with the Doctor. Yeah. And she actually had an arc. Hmm. She she should have come back with the Doctor. Actually. And killed Transformer Liz. Not, not your Transformer. Not two unlimited Transformers. No. Yeah. Not them, they're a superhero pop team. Superhero <laughs> pop team. Let's pitch that now. Um, yeah, she had. Yeah, another thing is, I just thought that she reminds me of Elizabeth Klein from the Big Finish audios. <clears throat> I can say that she's like not because she's brought up in that world, but she's sort of thinking outside it. And got influenced by the doctor. Yes. Brought around to his way of thinking. Why didn't they just get her to follow the doctor? Not on Twitter, I mean, obviously. <laughs> because that requires thinking. I mean, even Caroline John said, who plays Liz, by the way, said it was boring playing the good Liz after playing the bad one. Well, obviously. Obviously. So, yeah, it would be interesting to see that, but. Obviously, we didn't. So, the brigadier. The brigadier, yes. Has the brigadier well, lost his house? Because he seems to be yeah. moving in everywhere. Yeah, every story is moving into an office somewhere. Yeah, he's bringing his fucking pictures with him. Yeah. He's bringing his like his old army pictures with him to put up in in like the office. Yeah, we we don't get to see the rest of the office where there's his bed, <laughs> a kettle. And there's only the bed there because he broke and his a leg. Wardrobe. He broke his leg in that spot, and they brought a, brought a bedroom. 
Maybe it's the brigadier's mm. bed that they brought for the doctor. Maybe that would have been easier. Maybe that's what he does. He he <laughs> walks into an office and he rings hospital club. I've lost my eye. What <laughs> <laughs> the normal brigadier? Yeah. <laughs> oh look, I found it again. But I love the bed. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you be taking that bed, mine. I've lost my eye, so I need a bed <laughs> to keep my eye in. But I thought you said you'd lost it. So, oh, fuck. <laughs> Benton gave me the number of the next hospital. <laughs> and and the pictures that he, he brought up, the, the doctor looking through them and then laughing at <laughs> Brigadier's old pictures. It's quite amusing. It did show a picture, I think. It was... It was so what you're saying is the doctor invented <coughs> Facebook, and that he sold it. I'm, <laughs> I tell you, I'm not surprised you grew a moustache as well. <laughs> you ugly bastard! <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining the brigadier's account on Facebook, where he shows that picture, and it's like the doctor likes this. I'm not surprised you grew a moustache. <laughs> And then Liz follows him. The reason why the big was there, it was investigating the murder. It was telling the doctor, it was, um, and there was an engine, and it was killed by this. And he hands the doctor a tray <laughs> with a wrench in it. <laughs> it was killed with a tray with a wrench in it. <laughs> yeah, this was a specific weapon. <laughs> <laughs> the doctor's looking at it and thinking, "How did he get the? How did he get the wrench to stay in the train?" <laughs> Surely it would have been easier to just use the wrench. <laughs> Is this man an idiot? <laughs> and then the brigadier's eye pops out. And then they bring another bed from. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then at the end, uh, the brigadier wanted a stretcher party. Yeah, well, yeah, what I wanted them to do was two things. Well, one thing. One is a stretcher party. Does it involve some kind of uh, party with Reed Richards and the Plastic Man? And why did I call him the Plastic Man? <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm imagining a party where you drink until you need a stretcher, and then you just phone up the hospital and they bring a bed to you. Yeah. Well, you have to be stretched off the pub play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you drink while playing football until the point that you need a stretcher. Until you can't drink anymore. But you can still play football. We should probably mention Benton. Should we? Yep. So, anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> we mentioned him, so... Well, I should I should point out that his uh, title was Platoon Underleader Benton. Platoon Underleader? Yeah. What was his title? That's a fucking strange title. Sounds like a, sounds like a headline in a newspaper. It's a scam. <laughs> Platoon under liter. Uh, tray with wrench mm. found. Yeah, I quite like mm. the countdown 
Well, there was a countdown and there was a gun cliffhanger type thing. Yes, there was. It was quite tense as well, I thought. They had a nice cliffhanger in the last one, if you recall, Ambassadors of Death. And then there was, well, I quite enjoyed that cliffhanger as well. Because it was counting down mm. to zero whenever they would drill into the earth or something. And there uh, was also a gun on the Doctor, so he had like the twin dilemma. Mm. Not the twin dilemma. Yeah, they had a good count. They had a good cliffhanger in episode 6 as well, where the Doctor said, I can't teleport away. And then. It went all uh, threads. Yeah, and uh, it all got all covered in lava. <laughs> covered in lava. Covered in bees. And then episode 7, it just miraculously appeared. It, it got it working in him. Well, what he said was, it's it's erratic. It's a bit erratic. Well, that brings me on to, actually, the alternate reality was more of a... seemed to be... there was less... It was more vague as to whether it was a dream or an actual. He actually went to an alternate reality, which I think would have been interesting. Mm. Also, we could have done without the going back to the uh, the six one six, the six one six universe all the time. There were only very brief visits. They were brief, but they were just. I don't didn't see the need for them. Yeah, it was a very brief visit to say. Oh, the, the doctor's the, the gone. Professor is still uh, annoyed that people aren't drilling fast enough. Right, that's it. Let's go back. The professor is still annoyed that people. Right, let's go back. <laughs> but yeah, apparently the the original script of that didn't have any of the alternate dimension, and the thought that it. There's not enough here to fill seven episodes. Imagine if that happened. They filled seven episodes without the alternate mansion. Well, apparently that's not actually true. Isn't it? It was the part of the alternate reality was in the original scripts. It was the prime wards that weren't. They were like, what we mm. need to fill this up is some werewolves. <laughs> <laughs> Well, somebody needs to tell TARDIS Wiki to alter their text. Yes. No, it's only because I read three different sites. Mm-hmm. Also, I think TARDIS Wiki contradicts themselves with that. Yeah, they are quite rubbish, to be honest. Yeah, they are. But I, I tend not to look at it, if possible. Most of the time, they just uh, repeat things I've read elsewhere, word for word. So thank you for the clarification. It's quite right. It's why I'm here. Do you think uh, whenever they, you know, wrote Shawshank Redemption or The Godfather and they took it into the studios, did they say, this is great and all, but could you put some werewolves in I don't think there's enough here to <laughs> fill a cell. I don't think there's enough werewolves in this. <laughs> there's none. Yeah, you see? You get what I'm saying then? <laughs> What's your uh, quote then, Mr. Gav? Uh, well, my quote then, Mr. Gav, would be... What is, it? What is my quote? It's not. Uh, try and think for yourself, kind of thing. Ah, yes. My quote then, Mr. Gav, is uh, the doctor basically talking to uh, Liz 
I'm trying to get you to see the distance. And goes thusly. Elizabeth, please try and think. Whatever they taught you in this bigoted world of yours, you've still got a mind of your own. Now use it before it's too late. And so, Mr. Gav, what is Mr. Gav's quote? Well, Mr. Gav, my quote of the day is what the doctor says to someone who uh, doesn't seem to be too impressed by the TARDIS console. Which is the last time we see the original TARDIS console in this story. So I will put that in there. Right. And, uh, and the doctor replies with us. The console, Mr. Sutton, the console. Well, I thought it would be a bit more impressive than that. What did you expect? Some kind of space rocket with Batman at the controls? Final thoughts. Well, I mentioned about not needing to return to the Prime Universe. Uh, the alternate universe was the most interesting part of this, I think. It was indeed, yes. Oh my, it wasn't too bad, I suppose. So, yeah, I think it was alright, yeah. It went, uh, started off alright, got more enjoyable in the middle, <coughs> and then they rushed through the ending quite quickly. Right, we're back in the 616, yeah. and everything's fine, yay! <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, next time... I'm, I am doing Terror of the Autons, with the first appearance by a certain renegade Time Lord. Would that be Irish Wild Time? Yes. Cool. Or the Corsair. Anyway, so the end quote then, I believe you have selected something appropriate, Gav? I, I have. It is Lasciate Ogne Speranza Voi Centrati. Which is, which is what? Generally translated from the Italian as Abandon Hope All Ye Who Enter Here. And that is from Dante's Inferno. Cool. To see Inferno. Yeah. Discussion concluded. The TARDIS console slipped me sideways.